Pain Talk, a podcast for patients living with pain and those that care for them. Now here's your host, palliative and emergency care physician, Dr. Maureen Allen. Welcome back, everyone, to another Pain Talk podcast. And we're going to pick it up where we left off with Dr. Vince Adams, who's a chiropractor, and discuss further the unique relationship between chiropractors and their patients. You, you bring up a really important point. It's an observation I've made for many years is that often um, patients really value the interactions that they have with chiropractors, physiotherapists, massage therapists, because uh, you're able to, and you make a point of spending time with patients where you're developing that relationship. And you're you're also being respectful of that, that, that safety, um, you know, how safe the patient feels and you're able to have that collaboration in that relationship. Whereas I find in in the healthcare field, and I look at my hat as an emergency room physician, sometimes I don't have that time, even though I need to make that time. Um, But uh, I wonder if you could just talk a little bit about that bit. But it's an observation I've made that professions like yours have the, uh, uh, make the effort to spend the time that, that clients need, you know, of you, right? Well, a lot of times, we we need to spend that time. Um, yeah. When when people are going in to see yourself in an emergency situation, they they put all their trust in you, right? And, and as the medical profession realizes, you guys have already built and established a great rapport with patients and a great trust level. So, I mean, the chiropractic profession has improved dramatically in that respect. And we're still working on it and trying to basically when someone walks into my office or a chiropractor down the street, it should be a predictable, reliable, exactly similar treatment. So that like if you go into a dentist, you know exactly what you're going to get. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that's and, true. And yeah. that's where that's where our profession is moving so that the patient knows, understands and the patient's needs are addressed. And that's the main thing. And it's not my philosophy, it's what's the most important for the patient. And in order to achieve that, you a lot of time have to explain because we're still trying to develop that rapport and that trust in many ways yeah. with patients. And and so we need to, as well as develop that trust. And and when you do it, it's incredible. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's a mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, when you think about it, um, it's like heart disease, right? So heart disease, we have right. a very, very specific approach. There are sort of right. standards of care. There are protocols depending on the type of heart disease that's presenting. And the same thing with respect to chronic pain, there's a lot of, even though we have a lot of complexity because of uh, what our uh, patients bring to us in terms of their life ex- life story, their life experiences, as well as the habits right. and behaviors that they've used in their life to get to that point. There are very ma- very uh, common similarities in terms of how we need to approach, in particular, chronic pain, even though patients right. may have different strategies to manage it. But the pathophysiology and the condition itself, there is some commonality uh, between all patients, but what makes everybody so unique is their life experiences and the habits and behaviors that they bring there. Um, and also their, their experiences within the healthcare system. So I, I would, I would actually argue Vince that oftentimes, especially in the emergency room, we don't have the patient's (laughs) trust, right? Because, uh, we're, we're having to try and build it over a very short period of time. And I'm always amazed at how much, uh, chronic pain, uh, we actually see in the emergency department and particular patients are not coming in with their, 
with their stabilized pain, like, or their, you know, their, their uh, daily pain intensity, they're coming in with these intense flare ups that might've happened right. from a, from uh, you know, you see it a lot with third party liability workman's compensation where they have them on these right. work hardening programs and they're just pushing, 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 and they're getting these intense flare ups. And uh, so uh, patients are often in a, in a crisis mode, they're in survival mode, you know, when we see right. them in the emergency room. So it's hard to kind of tap into that, that sort of thinking mode, you know, where, where they're not in survival, they're in that more mindful place, you know? And, uh, so yeah, so it does take a lot. Now, mind you, I work in a small community, so we get to know (laughs) patients and we try as hard as we can, especially educate our colleagues as well. So, yeah, so it's, it's interesting. So how can patients, uh, learn more about what you're offering in the Island? Obviously you're in the Island, but is there a a national organization or provincial organization? Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you're LinkedIn there? So the I I'm a, actually I just finished my tenure with the the Canadian Chiropractic Association. I was a director for 15 years, and the if you the best resource is is not to Google different <laughs> things that you can find on the web, right? To go yeah. to uh, the Canadian Chiropractic Association. .ca and and a lot of it there it's there it's 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 done in more uh, evidence informed basis so that you know what to expect and what is being done and and you have a, a good understanding of what you're going to basically what type of treatment you're going to have when you walk through a chiropractor's door and then also on our website you can then um, go down into different provincial levels and then you can also look at each individual's web site in terms of what they offer um, mm-hmm. and uh, individually, but also the, the, the big thing now is reviews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody, oh my goodness, everybody Googles your name and then they go, oh, he's got X number of reviews and he's got, you know what I mean? Oh, wow. And, and <laughs> I've noticed for the M- MDs as well, right? They there is, yes. I don't, I don't look them. at those. Yeah. I don't yeah. look at those. No, I try not to look at them too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> say, oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I, I truly believe that we all go into this business for the reason that we want to help people. So we're not going in it to hurt people. So, but sometimes you'll see some postings that are a little bit unnerving and you think, my goodness, I yeah. didn't realize that that interaction was that unsettling for that particular individual, but yeah, it can be very hard on your, on your ego for sure. (laughs) And and I mean, and it's interesting because it's different for, for the MDs. It's um, you're my doctor period. Right. And you've basically been assigned a patient, but for us, it's just an open market. Right. So People will often look, same as physios and massage, they'll say, okay, this person offers this, and then that's what I'm looking for as a patient. And they'll, they'll kind of go that direction, and they'll look at your website, and they'll kind of figure out what's, what do they feel would benefit them the most. So it's a bit of a shopper's market. You know, People look around, and then they look at reviews, and they make decisions, or they go on Facebook, and <laughs> they say, who could treat this? You know, And they look, right? So right. Yeah. It, it's just an open market. It's a different concept. I, w- I would love to see everybody under the healthcare system someday. And, and that may come to that point, but right now it's kind of a shopper's market to be honest. Yeah. And, you know, and, and just to be aware that when you walk through the door an evidence informed practice where 
they put the patient first is what we, as an association, we're trying to emphasize. Yeah. And you know, it's uh, in the work that I do in the pain clinic, my goodness, I could never do it without my colleagues. I keep saying to my, my medical colleagues that this is work that you need to do in a collaborative setting. You should never be doing this by yourself because of the complexity uh, of what the patient brings to that interaction. But so, you know, working with a psychologist, working with a, uh, you know, a, uh, social worker, working with a uh, a nurse or working with a chiropractor, working with whatever that team looks like is going to really not only help that patient in that interaction, but it helps our colleagues understand the complexity of this illness as well, because there is a lot of stigma associated with how patients experience chronic pain. Um, so there's a lot of stigma, how people see people suffering. And so getting us all on the same page so that we understand the condition is just so important. So the other piece I want to bring into it is the cost. Now, we didn't, we haven't spent a lot of time on that, but is it covered now by insurance, uh, the chiropractic work that you do? Definitely. Definitely. Oh, is. that's great news. Yeah. 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 So when they walk through the door, and, and it used to be that they would have to pay and then they would submit the receipts, but now it's all online. So, so as soon as they're walked through the door, we just submit it online. And then that you look at them and say, yo, same as a dentist, yo, $5 or your 100% coverage. So, yeah. so there's no out of pocket. So there is like, I hate to say it, but people live paycheck to paycheck, like yeah. uh, for the majority of people, which is sad, but, but at least now, they're not having to, you know what I mean? Like if you're in yeah. acute pain, you want to, you want to be able to get groceries. So, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's a much better yeah. system now. Right. Well, that's, that's important. So is there, I'm going to ask you a really kind of interesting question, um, Vince, just, uh, I know that with physiotherapy, I'm not sure if we see this with chiropractory, but, um, you know, there is a point where the therapy is probably not uh, helping that patient move forward in their life. Do you still find, do you find that with chiropractory as well? So there's a certain point where physiotherapists will say, you know what, we're not progressing. You're not moving the way you should be at this stage. You may need to sort of explore other types of therapies. Do you ever get to that point with some patients sometimes? A lot. Like, like in terms of, and, and I guess in terms of the chronic pain patients is a, is a really good aspect to look at with that. And that is, um, they can kind of hang their hat and, and you may give them temporary relief and they've plateaued. Um, and in some aspects, um, they aren't really doing what they need to do. So you kind of, you've told them what they need to do, but they don't necessarily do it. So right. it's frustrating sometimes, right? And, and yeah, you have to say, basically say, you know what, we've done as much as we can do. Mm. and there's no more I can do. And you should seek out, you know, physio or massage or see your family doctor and, and maybe some medication and things like this, right? Yeah. Because it's it's just like you you referred to, and I guess I kind of referred that the first of this interview was um, it's collaborative. And yeah. no, there's no one practitioner that has the silver bullet for some people, right? And sometimes it is, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you have patients that come in you adjust them a couple times or two or three times and you never see them again for like two years. Yeah. There's always those patients, right? But for the chronic ones, it's you're, you're a team player and really right. collaboration is probably the best approach. And, yeah. and 
you take from each individual practitioner what you can achieve and and also you put back on the individual this is not just us this is you and you have to be part of this solution yeah that's an excellent point i always talk about um uh, you know, sometimes my colleagues, I keep coming back to the emergency room because it's a great example. I learned so much. Uh, I said every day, my colleagues teach me things and patients teach me things. But there's often the comment, they won't do this, they won't, you know. And I then know. I say, well, it's because they're not ready to do it. So this is around the motivational right. interviewing. And so for whatever reason, they may not be ready to make the changes that they need to make. Our our job is really just to gently nudge them in a direction. But you pick your fights and roll with resistance, right? And uh <laughs> <laughs> kind of let it let it flow and uh, I try not to take it personally sometimes because we can see we know like I find sometimes right. I, I'll look at a situation and this is maybe this is just my nativity because you you know <laughs> that people could get such a better quality of life if they're willing to buy into some of the things that they need to do and uh, but they're just not ready to go there and uh, right. we just have to respect that and uh, be willing to be be a safe place to land when they decide to come back and 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 I've seen that over and over again actually for in in different areas for sure but uh, yeah you know every, and, and it's such a dynamic thing where it's the the mental aspect it's the what they eat every day do they smoke like there's just it's such a yeah. like you you had said it's so complex that person well, that walks through your door isn't just a facet joint <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly yeah and it's it's I, how I much, how it much yeah how much structure and routine they have through the day it's just oh my even God. so the predict yeah. bringing predictability into your life is not just knowing what to expect from the therapist it's basically saying i'm going to get up this time every day i'm going to eat three meals a day i'm going to feed my body and my tissue the energy that it needs so it's it's stuff that we can do if we're ready to do it but it can make such a difference if you kind of buy into that philosophy, right? Yeah. It's so, it's so funny you say yeah. that because I just had a, a conversation with my seven-year-old and I said, <laughs> when, you, when, when this crisis with, with the COVID and, and I said, really? And she's seven, right? And I said to her, you, and she's like, why do I have to go to bed at a certain time? Well, you have to have structure, honey. Like yes. you go to bed yeah. at a certain time. And even if you don't have school, you're going to get up at the same time. Yeah, your you know, nervous and, system and needs that. Eat. Yeah, that's right. And and then whether you get up, you whether you're going to school or whether you're at home, then we're going to go out and exercise and we're going to do stuff because that is healthy for you mentally, mm-hmm. and and that's what you need to do in a crisis like this. Not sleep in and stay up till all hours of the day. Exactly. And gee, she's only seven. Holy moly! I can't I imagine know, what people are doing with teenagers. <laughs> yeah. So I, what what's beautiful about I mean, if we had to look at a silver lining of COVID, even though I think there's so much trauma or tragedy that's going on, obviously, is that I know for me, I'm not sure if other uh, individuals have experienced this, but I, I was a runner. Like I would get on a treadmill and I'd, you know, I do that physical stuff and I try and do some stretching, you know, at the end kind of thing. Well, what it's done is it's, it's made me focus more on the mental health piece. You know, I'm doing some mindful mm-hmm. meditation, which drives me crazy. Like, you know, your brain is so busy, right? <laughs> And I'm also right. doing this very gentle yoga that I found online, which I never would have done before. And I thought, right. wow, right. so there's an opportunity maybe to work on another aspect of our wellness, um, right. not just that physical piece, but looking at that mental piece. But uh, it's interesting. So if we take advantage it, it, of it, obviously. yeah, <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and maybe it's interesting because my my 13 year old she said to me we're watching everybody out walking right and we're walking yeah. and everything and she said i haven't quite figured out dad if this is if people are going to get 
sad or really fit with this. <laughs> Spoken like a thirteen-year-old. I'm like, that's a good question, honey. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, interesting. Yeah, no. But it's so beautiful to see people. Like, I mean, in a fast pace that we work in in healthcare, and but even everybody's lives got is so scheduled and everything. It's really causing us to pause and to ask ourselves what really matters in this life. You know, what's what's so important. Yeah. Yeah, and that connection yeah. to people is so important. We need, we need connection. We need structure. We need routine. So the the we still need that physical distance right now, but we need to find ways to stay socially connected. So this is a beauty of podcasts and things like that. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I won't take any more of your time, Vince. But uh, awesome, thank Maureen. you so much for doing this, and uh, we might even I really appreciate reach. It. Yeah, we might even reach out to you in the future as well. But uh, listen, you stay safe. Keep your family you safe. As well. Lots of hand washing. And, and I just I just want to say one thing, and that's thank you, because you're in merch. You're going to be exposed to all kinds of things. And and so, you know, I don't know if you've ever, anybody's come up and said thank you, but you're oh. you're on the front line. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, and Dar- like, Darcy that's doing all this work for us, he's also on the front front yeah. line. So the technology, oh, Darcy, Darcy. So, uh, <laughs> is in paramedicine. And uh, oh, so, yes, wow. yeah. So he's uh, one of my colleagues. I, oh. He's just a wonderful person. And uh, so when we started this podcast, I just latched on him because he knows how to work the technology. So it's <laughs> so important. But yeah, we just, uh, we need to, I think I'm grateful yeah. Yeah. for everybody. Just, for yeah, sure. just realize how appreciated you are. Well, thank time. you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Pain Talk. To learn more about our podcast and to find links mentioned in today's show, please visit our website at paintalk.ca.